Welcome to the Gentlemen for Liberty podcast, a place for stimulating conversation on the philosophy of liberty and natural law. We aim to promote individualism and self-ownership through productive discourse. With restoring liberty as our ultimate goal, here are your hosts, Derek Wills and John Galt. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Gentlemen for Liberty podcast. I am your humble host, as always, Mr. Derek Wills, and alongside me is my partner in crime, Mr. John Galt. John, how are you today, sir? I'm well, sir. How are you? Oh, I am doing fantastic. I am um, happy to be back uh, behind the microphone and, and getting things going again. Um, I've, I've missed, I've missed this uh, avenue of venting and discussing. Um, you know, I, I quite enjoy it. People might call me sick or twisted or, or what have you, but I, 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 it, it's, it, um, it does make me feel better to, to talk about these sorts of things. You know what I mean? I do understand that. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I figured that we just get right into it today. There's a lot that's been going on in the news, uh, particularly as it relates to, uh, law enforcement uh those 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 wonderful individuals who uh or i'm sorry group of individuals who are dead set upon um enforcing laws that violate your natural rights um but there's actually a, a one story in particular that's interesting to say the least because it uh it, it appears that um it appears that this individual officer was I guess set up is a is a good way to to put it. Um, now, full disclosure, uh, I may I may have some choice words for alphabet agencies and for uh, law enforcement generally, but you know I don't begrudge the individual man uh, for the most part um, because well he's trying to make a living, and uh, unless I unless he does something worth worthy of criticism, which. I'm sure he might have, but uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, but this individual, um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I, I think that we should probably give an honorable mention to Derek Chauvin, who was uh, uh, convicted on all counts for murdering George Floyd, which I think was a was a wonderful thing. But um, I think John has some, uh, John, you have some interesting words on that. Well, I, well. I don't know about interesting at this point, but uh, I'm I'll, I'll reserve I'll reserve uh, any strong opinion until after sentencing. Uh, I, it 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 is I I don't know if I don't even know if I would say I'm pleased that he was convicted as much as I I would consider it largely a foregone conclusion because. Um, there wasn't anything that uh, occurred during the trial that would have uh, changed uh, the situation. I'm, I mean, such as, for example, one of the more notable things is now that we have actually his body cam, it, it is uh, it, it it's clear that he actually wasn't on his neck. Um, actually, his knee was in his upper back, which, of course, I would consider a minor detail because if you were to lay on your st- stomach and then I was to put my knee in your upper back, it would limit your chest compressions, limiting your ability to breathe. So I, I don't consider that uh, a significant uh, deviation from what we previously knew. 
but yes, yeah, he's convicted of um, second. It was the second degree, third, third degree, as well as uh, manslaughter. And I'll, I, when sentencing is, uh, when when his sentencing is announced, I, I think that's when we'll we can definitively give a a strong um, um, statement about how we feel about the trial. Uh, I, in the past, um, when some people have acted inappropriately, we've seen rather light sentencing from the state in relation to their officers. Uh, so I, I'll I'll reserve any I'll reserve any judgment until then. Uh, yeah, um, well, like like Botham Jean's killer um, walks into his apartment and shoots him and kills him and waits several minutes before calling police and then gets convicted of murder, uh, gets a very light sentence of 10 years, and the judge hugs her in the bail of... Uh, uh, no, anyway, I, I see what you mean. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with sentencing, and I, I think that it's important to note um, that regardless of what sentence he gets, um, it's not exactly justice, because the purpose of justice is to make whole the individual who was wronged, which is much easier to do in cases like theft. But whenever you've taken somebody's life, uh, the only thing that would be justice would be to bring that individual back, which is a physical impossibility. So um, I, I I would venture to say that no matter what the sentence is, uh, justice will never be served in this case. I I, I would agree with you there. Uh, uh, that's a... Uh... I, I just I, I would like to make the point that our our legal system is in the justice system, so it's uh, a <laughs> so there the our, our legal system doesn't have a strong investment in delivering uh, justice for victims, um, you know as clearly demonstrated <laughs> throughout the twentieth century. Yeah, uh, I mean Botham Jean is just one of many 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 instances of this. So, um. But there, there was an interesting story that uh, John, you you brought to my attention um, regarding a police officer in New Mexico named uh, Darian Jarrett, um, and and this is uh, th- this is a very this is a very interesting case. Um, you want to you want to kind of give us the the rundown of of what happened. Yes. Uh, so, um, uh, Officer Darian Jarrett was uh, instructed to initiate a, a, a stop of a vehicle that was traveling along the highway. Um, he used a window tent as the justification to stop the vehicle. Um, he stopped the vehicle. He he communicates with the uh, um, the well, I, I I can't say alleged suspect here because um, it's all on video. He, he communicates with the uh, criminal um, in this instance, um, which can clearly be seen from his body cam and dash cam. Um, everything, it, it was very, very routine. Um, Officer Jarrett, to his credit, was professional and, 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 and um, courteous. At no point made any uh, threats uh, towards the man or attempted to intimidate him with force or violence. Um, although, I guess... I mean, for people like you and I, we could we could say the the violence was implied because an armed man stopped you. But the point is, 
it, the point is he didn't do anything to further escalate the situation. He identified that the suspect had a firearm in the vehicle and he, he, he there was some communication about, um, you know, taking possession of it for his safety. Um, if, if, um, and, and anyways, at some point the, uh, the, the, the man, um, stepped out of the vehicle. Um, they were, they were near the bed of the truck and, um, he, he, this, uh, this individual shot, uh, uh, officer Jared, uh, at very close range with a, um, um, semi-automatic rifle. Um, and officer Jared was, um, not prepared. Um, um, unfortunately, um, um, officer Jared was, um, gunned down on the side of the road that day and, uh, the suspect drove off, um, uh, it was, um, what starts really to, to get this situation in, in motion is we see officer Jared regrettably lose his life. The, the truck leaves and within 30 seconds of, I, I mean, within 30 seconds, I, I'm not exaggerating from, uh, because the police dash cam plays uninterrupted. We see, we can, we can hear and, and then see a man run up on him saying, we're here, we're here, we're here, uh, police, police. To, to fast forward, turns out um, this whole stop was um, was initiated by um, Homeland Security, who told Officer Jarrett to initiate this stop. Um, like, I want to get to this point, and then we can start getting into the details. Uh, Officer Jarrett's wife is now currently um, in the process of a, a legal suit um, alleging that her husband was ambushed and that he was set up. Um, and I honestly would, <laughs> again, we, we don't have definitive evidence to this at this point, but it, it, it was, it was one of the most, how did this happen moments that I've, I've seen on film. I, 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 I honestly, at this point, I can only conclude that he was set up. I, I mean, if you take for if you take out the they're supposed to be on the same side, you know, because they're law enforcement out of the equation, this reeks of exactly how you would set up a person, whether you were a gang member or a police officer, send an unarmed send send a um send a man out without giving him any intel, without giving him sufficient equipment, without telling him who he was dealing with or the the risk that he was posing, and 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 then provide no backup. And, uh, anyway, I mean, we can get into the details. It was, it was, it's, it's one of, it was actually sad. Very sad. Yeah. Um, it's, so DHS had a warrant for this individual. Um, they assumed him to be armed and dangerous. They assumed uh, uh, they believed him to be the uh, a, a a suspect in several violent crimes, and they didn't tell uh, Officer Jarrett any of this beforehand. They just said initiate the stop. Am I kind of tracking that right? Yeah. So so the way this so there was an initial there was an initial uh, um, homeland security. Um, a homeland a homeland security investigations put out a um, be on the lookout alert for um, uh, Omar, who is the um, shooter, um, and who was he was believed to have been um, transporting um, fentanyl 
um, and uh, methamphetamines inside of his vehicle. Um, and so there was a notice. The, there was a notice sent out. Um, that in the notice it said he had an extensive criminal history out of California and is known to carry firearms. And then and then the notice was the notice from Homeland Security said officers must develop their own um their own probable cause for stop and subsequent search. So um two days later, um 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 New Mexico State Police Officer uh Darian Jarrett was assisting Homeland Security. Um that was what he was assigned to at this point. So he was assisting the federal the, the federal government and um he was told and um he was told to um pull over a vehicle and uh without being given this additional intel cuz mm-hmm. you know as you know i mean there's lots of memos sent out uh, um obviously uh, uh i mean even if you were briefed on this it, it would have been difficult to 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 per se know exactly what vehicle you're talking about or who you're talking about um, while driving, while sitting on the side of the highway. Um, so uh, to be clear, there was a memo sent out saying that he had an extensive criminal history and he was known. But at the the day of the stop, he was not told um, why he, he was not told who he was stopping. He was directed to, he was, he was, he was directed to pull over this vehicle. So yeah. he used he used to he 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 you know complied because it you know it was like hey Homeland Security wants this this vehicle so he pulled it over for the window tent um and I first I have to say that there's a video of this for those that have I don't encourage you to watch it because I don't I I I, I don't I think when we give uh, hits to this types of, to these types of events, we, 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 uh, almost glorify it. Um, however, uh, you know, I'll leave that to your, at your discretion. If, if you want to see the actual incident in question, um, if you go to, um, you, uh, Google or YouTube, uh, you should be able to locate the traffic stop in question. If you, um, simply type in Derek, Darian Jarrett murdered during traffic stop. Um, you should be able to find um, the um, the release of the body cam and dash cam footage that shows this event. Again, um, I it's a horrible it's a horrible watch, and I I I honestly I wouldn't encourage you to watch it. Um, but you know, just want to give full information. Um. Anyway, so you can see from the video that he 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 initiates the traffic stop and. Um, we go from there. Uh, I, at the, at the time. So to be clear, when he initiates this stop, he is not given at the moment he's given the, 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 the order to do this, to perform this stop. He's not given, he has not been given any Intel at all. Um, this, this person that the, that Homeland security alleges was, has an extensive criminal history and is known to carry firearms. Um, um, Darren Jarrett isn't given any backup. Um, and it's clear that he, and it's clear from his actions that day, as well as the, the, uh, um, the video, his documented actions, as well as the video that he had, he was not in a heightened state of alert. Um, 
uh, you know, as as anyone who's uh, you know like you and I who regrettably review extensive amounts of uh, police footage over the last um, decade. Uh, whenever the police are in a heightened state of concern about the potential stop or driver, they always call for backup. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, we, we've even seen instances where police call for backup for a man, uh, you know, standing around with a camera. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like in the open, visibly being quite visible and he's, he has a stand, it's on a tripod mount and it's clearly a camera. Um, and even then, you know, multiple police vehicles will arrive on the scene for, you know, the threat of the man with the camera. Um, so it's very clear that, uh, officer uh, Darian Jarrett was not given any, um, uh, cause for concern related to this, the stop. And he didn't call for any additional backup, um, which he, I, I believe he highly likely would have had he been given a brief prior to that stop that, the man in question was known to be an extremely dangerous individual with um, that was known to carry firearms. So mm-hmm. um, the uh, uh, what was the so when he was stopped, um, he stopped the man. He spoke with the he spoke with the man, and um, um, so police officials they did confirm that Jared was was helping with um, narcotics operations. They were helping um, Homeland Security. You know, this is, you know, this, this, you know, I don't want to get off, but this really goes back to the point of the quote war on drugs, which is really just a war on people to be truthful, people's choices. Um, The war on drugs does more to put citizens, and I say that lightly um, because you know how I feel about that, but this does more to put citizens and officers in danger than the people just doing the drugs. Well, I mean, um, you know, John, if, if it saves one life, it, it's worth it, right? No, because we lose one life. <laughs> so, no, no it's not it, worth it. So, it, the, so this, this, the, Darian Jared is a, is a father of four. Um, uh, um, he's a father of four. Uh, um, and um, even, even, even with... <laughs> the, he, he should not... He, he his the risk it was taking was was not to protect the community. It, yeah, it was because we have arbitrary edicts and dictates on on pieces of paper, um, saying that you can't have these things. Well, anyway, I sorry you were gonna say no, no, you're fine. Uh, I was actually going to make a very similar point. You know, I mean, if the state was not um, concerned with matters of individual choice, which is all the war on drugs is, if you boil it down. Um, individuals making choices that the state does not like them to make. Uh, this wouldn't have ever happened. And also, you know, the whole thing about the window tent, there would have, he, you now granted, he probably would have found something else uh, to stop him for, uh, to initiate the stop with. Um, but again, it all boils down to the individual choices that we make. Um, now that is not to excuse what happened. I mean, the initiation of actual violence that was seemingly unprovoked, um, by, by the suspect was, is disgusting and, 
you know, the world is now a better place without this person uh, breathing the same air as us. Uh, but to to the larger point, to, if, to, to, to be clear for everyone, he, he's speaking of Omar, the, the yeah. criminal. Yeah, 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 the, the criminal. Um, you know, it, we we have to we have to remember that while we may detest the war on drugs, we may detest the idea of the state um, policing our individual choices um, and using violence historically at, uh, in grand scales on occasion um, against individuals for you know simply making choices that others may not like. Um, well, all of that is certainly things that need to be addressed. In this specific case, uh, there was no uh, there was no reason for this to have uh, deteriorated as quickly as it did. Um, and had the war on drugs not been a thing, this would not have happened. Period. I, I, I mean, they they might have had him for some other violent crime, maybe. Uh, but then again, uh, anytime a black market is existing, it relies on acts of violence in order to survive. So it, I would venture to say that it would not have happened had it not been for the war on drugs. These were casualties of the war on drugs, both uh, the officer as well as the suspect that or that um, engaged in acts of severe violence against the officer against against Officer Jarrett. Uh, and it's it's disgusting that this that this is what we've you know boiled things down to. Now, to the whole idea of it being a setup, like you said. DHS officers, federal officers, were there at the scene within 30 seconds, meaning they weren't there beforehand, but they were watching. They were close enough to watch, but far enough away to where they weren't any good. Yeah, because one of the, one of the, one of the, I mean, they were wearing gear to say police, but he identified himself um, as Homeland Security. Um, and they were out of uniform, so it, what 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 appears to be the situation was that they wanted a uniform officer to initiate the stop. I I don't know why, uh, why that was significant. Um, Homeland Security has policing authority on our soil, so, um, you know, it's not like they're the military. Uh, so, um, and you know, I actually, you know, let, let's kind of just get to it. So the the former the former um former um. Um. Uh, the you know uh, the former um attorney, uh, New York, uh, New Mexico attorney, um, that's representing his wife, um, the Darian Jarrett's wife. Um, he he makes this point in his um in his in 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 his uh, release where they're essentially saying this was a setup he he makes this point and i am gonna I'm, i want to quote him here um um it's a it's a a, a bregman uh b-r-e-g-m-a-n said and he, i'm quoting um that uh home um, homeland security quote had contact with omar between the bolo being issued and the traffic stop and knew that omar had a gun on him 
but failed to warn Jared of any of it. Wow. Um. So, so they released that. So they so they had allegedly released. Um. Uh, since that release, which I mentioned earlier, they made they they apparently, per the lawyer, had contact with um this individual, and so they knew he was armed, and um, he's uh, um. And he 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 makes the point that um, the officer was was not given any intel in regards to this, um, and so I I can understand you know the you know he, the attorney claims that he wasn't given any suitable backup or any details of the investigation, nor was he informed of his extensive criminal history. So I can there's understand. There's a lot. Yes. There's a lot here. Yes. Um I I it, this 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 it, again as a as an outside observer this this has all the hallmarks of a setup. Actually, I mean if you, if you if yeah go ahead go ahead. No 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 go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say yeah if you wanted to off somebody this would be a great way to do it and keep your hands clean. Yeah. There's even a portion during the, the, if for anyone who chooses to watch the video, where when the officers did run up on the scene, this is what I, again, I have to repeat this again. You're watching it from the dash cam video, regrettably, to the right of the screen, you can see um, uh, Officer Jared um, lying there lifeless, which it just goes on. It's such a horrible view. Um, But anyway, after you hear the voices, you see this guy run up, and then you see another guy run up, and you. The first question is, why are you guys running up on the scene? First off, how did you get there so quickly? Um, where were you? Because you again, you don't see vehicles if you watch the full breadth of the video that goes on forever and ever from the dash cam. It's like that nobody stopped this dash cam. Obviously not, because we get to watch all these cars show up, all these people, these him, him be him looked at be looked at ten thousand times, um, and they don't move him. It's it just it's it's just, uh. Anyway, again, obviously, eventually, medical the uh, the uh, anyway, they run up on the scene. It's like you didn't, and and you don't hear what may sounds like a vehicle arriving. You, you there's men they run up on the scene and here's what's even more interesting they have to use their cell phones to call no radios no no radios he's using his cell phone to make the call for help so again um uh, all details of this case hasn't come out, and and but what it would appear is that they were observing the stop from some distance that allowed them to be on the scene, running up on the scene. I might add, within thirty seconds. So this gives the impression that they watched this man be executed. Yeah. And then one of the and one of the gentlemen that is present goes. He he says something to the effect of, "Oh, I was afraid something like this would happen." What? What, wow. what do you mean? So you 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 sent this uniformed officer on who likely was wearing two A anti ballistics because that's usually what they issue. You know that, that that's honestly what the state is willing to pay for. And uh, again, understandably, it's, it's a lot of money. 
and you have lots of moving parts. Um, if he was wearing his vest. Yeah, if he was wearing his vest at all. He was wearing maybe 2A. Um, he was wearing, he was likely wearing 2A. Um, very few very few departments spend the money for the 3A. Yeah, and just to, so if anybody doesn't know, level 2A body armor uh, stops small caliber handguns at best. It's yeah. soft body armor. It hurts like a it hurts like a mother if you get shot with it, but it'll save your life if you're being shot at with a handgun. Yeah. Now, uh, Officer Jarrett was shot in the face uh, with uh, with a five five six rifle, um, but even if he was shot in the body armor, they would have done absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah even if he had three A, which is which can stop a um um uh, can stop a forty four Magnum. Yeah, yeah. Um, 3A will stop large caliber handguns, and level 3 is where you start getting into rifle stops. Yeah. So, it, it so, um, um, he, well, uh, Officer Jared faced multiple, he was shot, he was shot in the torso as well as, um, later in the face as well as the back of the head. Um, anyway, his, he, he's clearly, clearly hasn't been briefed, clearly hasn't been warned. And he, like he, he did, looking at the video, he did not. He didn't even have a chance to react. He didn't know that this was going to happen. There like, was no, there, no, there was no presumption of danger that he was given. Now we could obviously say that the officer was negligent. And he should have been on. He should have been on edge, um, the entire time from the traffic stop. And when he approached the vehicle, he did approach the vehicle with you know some concern for the angle of approach, um. And he immediately looked in the vehicle, identified that there was a gun in the vehicle, things like that. So it wasn't as if he was like, la, 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 la. But what I'm saying is he should have been told that this man was a dangerous, violent criminal that had high caliber weapons in his possession. Again, speculation on my uh, on my part uh, our part here it it it's it if this was, if 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 this if 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 uh, officer jared had done something or discovered something or was part of some kind of investigation on something um this would be a good way to eliminate him send him out to a known violent suspect which later <laughs> they say on film oh we we thought something like this might happen <laughs> wow um I understand why why there's pen, uh, um, um, pending legal action from his um, his his wife, um, and and how the um, former um, New Mexico uh, state attorney is now representing um, the family. This 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 was this was this was shameful. Uh, I I I that's the only way I can describe it. Like what? Why would what was happening? Yeah, just all around, no matter how you look at it, at the very least, uh, criminal negligence. At, at the, I mean, I'm talking absolute minimum criminal negligence on behalf of the uh, Department of Homeland Security, who, by the way, comes up in tack gear, um, likely carrying level three body armor, as opposed to uh, Officer Jarrett's two A. But no, that's yeah that's irrelevant. And and so, I the the the. The suspect in question, uh, Omar. Well, excuse me. I say actually, I should say alleged suspect because we they had a shootout with him 
later, um, apparently, uh, again, I, I would I, I would say alleged there is some um, loose video from a distance um, where they where, you know, they you know, they they bumped the, they bumped the, the they bump what appears to be the same truck um, and it stops and he engages in a shootout with um, several, several agencies. Uh, I don't. And he's um, allegedly, you know, struck by the um, by the. Um, the pursuing um, law enforcement individuals and he succumbed to his wounds. I, I loved it. I love in the press release where it says, Oh, he was rendered aid. I'm like, okay, he wasn't rendered aid guys. Y'all don't have to, we, 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 I mean, one, we know it's a lie because we've seen enough police video where the quote rendered aid may have come like several minutes after you guys shot him. Yeah. Um, Gene was rendered aid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, not, you don't get that impression from the 911 call. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah. um, uh, I, to be clear in this instance, I totally can understand the lack of rendering aid. Um, um, so I don't, I, I, I'm not blaming officers in this instance. I just always find it funny. Oh, he was rendered aid and he succumbed to his wounds. It's like, uh, it's like, stop it. You didn't render aid to this guy. Um, but, um, I, it's just, it's just the, the circumstances where, you know, all joking aside at that, you know, about the rendering aid, but. I'm like, so you sent this man out insufficient intel, didn't tell him anything. You told him to make the stop. He makes the stop. He he clearly he clearly he clearly can be seen from the dash and body cam video to not have the to not be in the position he needed to be. And you didn't tell him anything. It's just it's just shameful. Yeah. And then and then the, and then the other circumstances surrounding the lack of intel. How did these uh, uh, other individuals respond so quickly? You know, these guys showed up out of uniform. Yeah. They, well, how long can, how much distance can you cover on foot uh, in 30 seconds from a full sprint? While while wearing, I would presume, um, level three or above anti-ballistics. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. So I, I'm like, where were you people? Because, again, you don't see a vehicle arrive um, and you don't get the impression that a vehicle parked because you can hear them shouting, we're coming We're you can hear this, like we're here, we're here. And then you see a guy run up, like they don't drive up to him. They don't drive yeah. up to him and then get out of the vehicle. You just see them running into the camera frame. I yeah, was like, not where mention, were you? Yeah. And not to mention Omar clearly didn't know that they were there because he only shot officer Jarrett and then gets back in his truck and leaves. Yeah. So they were just out of sight somewhere. Oh, what's even inter- more interesting, if I'm recalling correctly, and and if if when after after he shot, you actually in the background because you can see in the background what appears to be another police vehicle drive right by. Hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm like. I, I just am like, why didn't this guy have backup? I don't understand. And again, yeah, go, 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 make your point. Again, um, we we have no idea what what we have. We again, the alleged suspect is Omar. Um, uh, is I, Omar Felix? Um, I can't pronounce his last name, and I'm not going to butcher it. Um, he's alleged. He's dead. Allegedly, so it's difficult to determine whether that was him in the video. 
Um, so um, from his mugshot. So I, I don't even know who that guy was that shot him. To to be clear, and again, this is, I, I, again, when I, I can only speak as a you know person who's kind of suspicious. So I, I, they say that's who it is. I have no evidence to say that it isn't. But uh, we we there, you know, it, it's one of these. Think about it as a hit. We have the officer approach this dangerous person. This dangerous person murders him, and then a police station sues, and we shoot this dangerous person. It's all clean. There's no evidence. Yeah, man, he he was he was he was scared that something like this would happen. Um, yeah. So, you know, all of this aside, if the war on drugs was not a thing, and the state didn't concern itself with the individual choices that uh, we should be, you know, free to make for ourselves. Uh, and ingest and utilize any substances that we deem uh, appropriate for our own use, uh, this never would have happened. But, you know, policing in the U.S. is disgusting. You know, I mean, uh, we have the highest incarceration rate in the world, and unless unless you ask people like Tom Cotton, who said, you know, we have a big under-incarceration rate, which is why all of our prisons are filled to capacity with nonviolent drug offenders... And of the violent people who are incarcerated there, again, you have to wonder, well, how much of that violence would not have ever happened if the war on drugs was not a thing? Yeah, it, 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 it it's, um, we, we, you know, it's what's even funnier when you, you know, when they talk about sentencing disparities and the number of, you know, ex-minority group that's imprisoned, uh, a, a, a measurable percentage of that minority group are in jail related to quote, drug-related crimes for having a plant in their possession that they were distributing. Um, not, not, it, that was the crime. Oh, you had some marijuana. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, which ironically, I have to say this, alcohol kills more people annually. Well, yeah, that's because cigarettes, marijuana has killed zero people. No, uh, cigarettes kills more people annually. Um, drugs from massive um, bi- uh, pharmaceutical companies um, and biotechnology companies kill more people annually when taken pers- per prescription than marijuana. Um, so it's interesting what the government chooses to focus on. It's um, it's a it's a strange thing. Um, yeah, the war on drugs is a, is is a joke. And yeah. and 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 I love the retorts. Do you want a bunch of drug addicts running around? No, actually, I don't. Uh, actually, the drug use, uh, with at least in the case of the heavy stuff, not marijuana use, but in the case of the heavy stuff, that's probably a, a, a sign of, 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 of broken and diseased families and, um, um, and uh, economic uh, desperation. Um, you, you know, pe- people don't use people, pe- pe- people who have people who have. Um, you know, jobs working at Fidelity, um, you know, um, wealth management aren't uh, doing uh, aren't um, doing methamphetamines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not doing crystal meth. They're happy. And, um, well, you know, obviously the individual varies, but I'm saying they have competent employment and are able to care for themselves, their families. And and um, they're they're not doing meth. Yeah. So you know, some many of these things are are symptoms of uh, social decay, um, decay of communities, decay of families. But rather than actually try to help communities or help families, 
uh, we have a war on it. And, uh, and then <laughs> the irony of it is then we allow the police departments to make money from the enforcement of it. Yeah, no, no kidding. And not to mention, um, it is entirely possible for somebody to be a perfectly functioning heroin addict who doesn't do it during the day and then after work goes home and shoots up. He ain't hurting anybody. He's not, he's not, he is not, he is literally not hurting anybody but himself. (laughs) Just the way you said that. That was funny. (laughs) Um, This is not an endorsement for the use of heavy uh, narcotics. uh, Oh, no, 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 no. uh, um, And, and, and it's just an, it's just, it's just an awareness that who cares if he does cocaine? And, and here's the truth. And and for the percentage of people who honestly become criminals as a result of becoming addicted to these substances, we have a solution for that. When people commit crimes, they should be prosecuted. But I, I don't I don't prosecute you prior to the crime. I don't criminalize the thing that may make you a criminal. Yeah. Like, the, and what you think about this? We criminalize the thing that may make you a criminal. Yes. We, we don't criminalize you for committing an actual crime where you injured a person, stole from someone, damaged someone's property. You, you know, you incur, you caused a, someone to incur a third party cost as a result of your negligence or incompetence. You know, we don't criminalize that. We criminalize just the sheer possession of it. Yeah. So it, when you have it in your possession, you haven't done anything. No person has been harmed. No property has been damaged. No one's been stolen from. So how do you how do you criminalize that possessing things? Well, you know, uh, the whole prison system is a for profit uh, thing, well, which I don't. I do not discourage p- profit. I I am you know I'm a capitalist. I get it. But your 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 profit is off of criminalizing acts. That should not be criminal. And that nope. is unethical, immoral, and disgusting. Yeah, I mean you're criminalizing you're criminalizing individuals that where the where a victim doesn't exist. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so, so, and <laughs> go ahead. No, I, I so I I found uh something interesting and um uh somebody on Twitter um had suggested that I kind of tweak this a bit more uh but i'm sure you've all seen the uh basically it's a a graphic showing all of the defense budgets of all of the top 10 militaries of the world um and it talks about you know how u.s department of defense spending is ridiculously high and it is when you compare it to the next nine countries i believe it is uh combined we still spend more in the u.s for defense um, but I forget who it was on Twitter that asked me to do this. Uh, so forgive me if that was you. Um, I apologize, but they said, I wanted, I want to see what the budgets for each of these would be per hundred thousand people. And specific to this graph in particular, uh, it had included us police spending. Uh, so outside of military spending, but local police departments, state police departments, uh, and including federal. And I, I went and I, I verified the numbers, and, and they're accurate, and I just kind of updated it for, you know, the more, ac- the more up-to-date numbers. 
So in 2020, the U.S. spent $726 billion on defense and $140 billion on law enforcement. Now, here's what's interesting. India is the third largest defense budget, followed by by Russia, then Saudi Arabia. U.S. police spending was $140 billion. India was half that at $71 billion. Russia, $65 billion. And Saudi Arabia, $62 billion. Now, whenever you put this to a per 100,000, uh, it's atrocious. The U.S. is spending $222 million per 100,000 people on defense and $42.8 million per 100,000 on police. The entire Russian defense budget spends $45 million per 100,000 people. We spend uh, we spend just about as much per 100,000 people on pol- domestic police and law enforcement in this country than Russia does per 100,000 people on their entire defense budget. That's insane. Yeah. Yes, it is. Not to mention that the overall dollar number is over twice as much. It, 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 it you well, what you're highlighting is um, the the growth and militarization of the police, because as you just highlighted, the our police spending exceeds the national military spending of the majority of countries. Yeah, the only country that spends more uh, outside of the U.S. The only country that spends more on defense spending than we do on police spending is China. Yeah, let's repeat even that then, again. Yeah, the repeat only, it again so it's clear. <laughs> the only country aside from the United States that spends more on their defense budget than the United States spends on our police budget is China. So to 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 make this point to. Our police spending, our police spending exceeds the military spending of every country on the face of the earth except China. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, we spend about uh, over twice as much per 100,000 than than China does. Even though they spend more dollars-wise because of the amount of people they have, we spend... About twice as much. It's uh, it's 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 interesting. <sighs> yeah, but but yet you know we're a free country, right? A, you can only suggest you're in a police state, um, um, in so many ways, and highlighting that our police spending exceeds the national military spending of the entire world excluding China, um, does highlight that we spend a quite a bit of money on our domestic police force. Yeah. Quite a uh, bit. Not, don't, don't misunderstand that's it, it, comparing it to each individual country, not a combined cumulative total, but, uh, for, for these other countries, but, but yeah, like we, we spend twice as much on our police force than India does on their defense budget. That's insane. And they spend the third highest amount. 
it's like it's 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 funny it you're literally highlighting that countries in the top five for military spending even countries in the top five for military spending spend less on their military spending than we spend on our police force yes you're like yes holy crap yeah three of the top five countries for defense spending spend less as individual countries than we do on our total police spending. Yeah. And how much, you know, we need to, we need to back the blue and we need to raise law enforcement budgets and we need to do all this. And it's like, good Lord guys. Well, we need, we need to stop endangering officers lives with the pursuit of um, the war on drugs, which ironically has failed. How many, how many, how many, how many decades do we need to wage this war? Until, until we eradicate addiction. Well, if we were really that concerned, um, maybe maybe our um, our um, international agencies like the CIA should stop propping up uh, poppy fields in Afghanistan. Oh no no, um, no 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 no! Stop 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 stop! We don't we don't actually do that. I know that there's a lot of uh, service members that actually uh, participated in the protection of poppy fields and. Afghanistan, but that doesn't actually happen, okay? Um, you know, um, and and you know, the CIA did not run cocaine in the eighties, and and they have not been part of drug smuggling operations domestically here. You just need to take off your tinfoil hat, sir. Except all of that can be verified. Oh yes, sorry, <laughs> declassified uh, documents that it'll outline exactly how they happen. Which, by yeah. the way, um, complete side note here. There's a great book. Uh, it's a heavy read, but it is fantastic. It's called Compromised, Clinton, Bush, and the CIA. Um, it It is about, uh, it was written by this guy. I be, uh, I'll have to verify, but I, his, I believe his name is Terry Reed. Um, and he was part of uh, some of those drug smuggling compor- uh, uh, operations here domestically. Uh, he worked alongside Barry Seal, who... Um, was a very famous drug runner that was ultimately gunned down by the uh, by the cartels after the CIA outed re- him. Outed him, yeah. They outright outed him to Escobar. The CIA was like, "Yeah, this is one of our agents, by the way. Please kill him." <laughs> oh well, yeah, he was set up. <laughs> yeah, he another was instance. Set up. Another instance of of your of your of your government that cares so deeply for you, setting up its own people. Yeah. It's like, oh, you work for us? And now you don't. Yeah. Um, he, he talks about his exploits training Contras here in the U.S. out of Mena, Arkansas to fly in Nicaragua during the Iran-Contra thing. He talks that about... Happen. That's that's <laughs> that's that's a, um, that's right-wing propaganda. I mean, ignore the government documents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no kidding. Uh, and also, uh, he talks a lot about how Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were involved because they were governor and first lady of, uh, of Arkansas during those years. And, uh, yeah, just a whole lot of, it's a great book. It really is. I highly recommend it. It's called compromised. Well, just so we're clear, the Clintons are are great and noble people and have been public servants that supported, um, the people of the United States for decades. Yes, I, I am not saying anything negative about them, and I am definitely not stating any of this from a state of duress at all. Uh, I have no concerns about being suicided because uh, I have no suicidal tendencies 
whatsoever. Just want to make that clear. Um, but yes, the Clintons are amazing people. Amazing people. And I'm not going to kill myself. Okay. I think I, th- I think we're in the clear now. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so the whole thing was just a... I, I think we kind of got off on, a, on into the weeds that uh, we didn't intend to go, but I think that's a good place to wrap things up. What do you think? Yeah, that's, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, it is, uh, it is that time, sir. Uh, I know it's been a, been a minute, uh, since we've been able to sit down and do this again, but, um, what are some positives that you would like to highlight? Well, um, I'm employed, uh, um, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. Um, and I'm, I'm very thankful for the uh, type of employment that I have, particularly in terms of its stability. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be able to care for my family. So um, what about yourself? Um, well, uh, I just got a, uh, a promotion recently at work, which, uh, allows me to do that even more, uh, even better than I had before. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, I've been going back and forth with the editor for the book that should be wrapped up here very soon. I might be able to have a cover design drop on it as well. Very soon. been working with a cover artist, um, and I can't wait to see his first mock-up, um, and also, I am happy and have zero suicidal tendencies whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I, I got I I have very very few complaints in in my life. So I'm very thankful for that. Well, sir, it is that time. And if this is your first time joining us, we do this thing here at the end of every episode where uh, we 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 have a toast and. If you're drinking something, then raise your glasses along with us. If you're not drinking anything, then pretend that you are and pantomime along with us. And we raise our glasses and we toast. For liberty. For liberty. You've been listening to the Gentleman for Liberty podcast. Join us at patreon.com slash gentleman for liberty to show your support. Patrons get access to bonus content, can suggest show topics, and more. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gentlemen for Liberty and on Twitter at Gents, the number four, Liberty. Be sure to check out our blog, GentlemenForLiberty.com, and sign up with your email address for updates. Please rate our podcast in your app, and until next time, we raise our glasses to you for Liberty. This has been a Gentlemen for Liberty production. Hosted by Derek Wills and John Galt. Copyright Gentlemen for Liberty 2021.